All right, Friday Night Lights, why don't we get ourselves ready for the listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. The audio bite you have to hear. And then, you know what? We talk about them. Want to know why? Because we're a sports talk radio show. That's why. So let's go back to Monday night. The Packers beat the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers, after the Packers clinched the number one seed in the NFC, he was asked, hey, dude, you going to play next week in the season finale, week 18? This was Aaron Rodgers' response. I don't think I need to play, just like I don't think I need to practice all the time. But I do enjoy practicing. This is the first game that my toe got through the game without any issues. Uh, no pregame uh, painkiller shot. So I'm feeling good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. I, there was definitely a time uh, a few weeks ago when I started to project out and think if we can get the one seed, that could be, you know, two plus weeks of rest. But I'm going to play next week and uh, I expect Devontae to play and our guys to play. So we're looking forward to finish off the season on a high note and then uh, getting the bye. All right, let me start with this. If the Packers trot out Aaron Rodgers against the Lions at 1 p.m. on Sunday, Matt LaFleur should be fired immediately. I mean, that would be downright stupid. Aaron Rodgers not only has clinched the number one seed in the NFC, he's also clinched the MVP. Why would you do that? And then let's hear the first couple of seconds again of this Friday Night Lights. Let's hear the first couple of seconds of Aaron Rodgers' response to whether or not he was going to play in Week 18. I don't think I need to play, just like I don't think I need to practice all the time. Oh no, Kirk Herbstreit, he obviously doesn't love the game. That's right. Aaron Rodgers is opting out, or at least suggesting that he's going to opt out of Week 18. And you know what? That's good business. Just like it's good business for a college football player to opt out of a bowl game that can't lead to a championship so that He's good to go when it matters. And when it matters is when it's money-making time. And you want to know when it's money-making time? In games that can lead to championships. That's the postseason in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is right. He shouldn't play. He shouldn't practice all the time. I may have my disagreements with a man who swears by Dr. Joe Rogan and Ivermectin, but I do know from a football standpoint, he flat-out rules. He kicks ass. And with him, the Packers are going to win a Super Bowl. He should not play. He's 100% right. There's no... You've got to think of this in a risk-reward perspective. This this seems like common sense. But there are going to be some that say, oh, well, he's he's going to have a a bye week coming up. They've got a bye in the first round of the playoffs, so what if he's rusty? This is Aaron Rodgers. If you're worried about Aaron Rodgers and rust... Like, the Packers have bigger problems than that. Okay? Aaron Rodgers will be just fine. Aaron Rodgers should not see the field in any way, shape, or form. Now, what's interesting, when we get to our bright line, fine line tomorrow, we're going to keep an eye on this. But the Packers right now are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Detroit. I wonder what happens if the Packers do announce that Aaron Rodgers is out What happens to that line? Does it shift that much? Will it shift that much? Will the Lions become favorites if Aaron Rodgers is declared out? Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, again, I feel like this is common sense, but what do I know? I'm just a dope. Aaron Rodgers absolutely, unequivocally, unabashedly should not play. There's no reason for it whatsoever. 
And Friday Night Lights is telling me that uh, Packers minus two and a half, it's locked up right now. So you can't bet on it because everybody is like us waiting for the the word on Aaron Rodgers. So there's going to be no fluctuation there. There's going to be any money put in. But I would think that we probably know by maybe by showtime tomorrow what the Aaron Rodgers thing is when you get the second uh, injury report of the week. But Aaron, there's no reason for him to play. There's absolutely no reason. It would be stupid. And I know that Hubarkish was on 670 The Score in Chicago and said that he was not going to uh, to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he's just a bad guy. Doesn't that sound familiar? Baseball Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about this later in the week. Probably tomorrow. Maybe Friday. But I'm starting to think that maybe the media shouldn't be voting for MVP and Hall of Fame any longer. That's just me. I'm starting to think that there are too many people that are having a tough time delineating between on the field and off the field for me to think that it's a good idea that media votes on these honors any longer. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We're on the free ESPN app, also on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google. Play ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Listening lunch here on ESPN West Palm. And uh, it was Baker Mayfield announcing yesterday that his season is done. He won't play week 18. Instead, he's having surgery. And Baker was asked about his injuries, if they hampered him, and what his season was like. It's been really hard, to be honest with you. You know, I can't really sugarcoat that, and there's no way around it. You know, you have to take the extra time to get your body in the best position, you know, to go out on Sundays and try and find ways to win. And, you know, I've that's that's been the most disrupting part of the routine, whether the preparation part where you're watching film and, you know, you have a, a schedule that you stick to throughout the throughout the weeks, but then uh, when these injuries come on, and you just have to add more time to the schedule. So it, it feels like a lot on your plate, and, you know, I... I'd say this, I did everything I could to get to the point where I felt comfortable enough to play to where I knew that I would help us win games and be healthy enough to do that. If I felt otherwise, I, you know, I would have told them that I, I couldn't go. Uh, it's just, it's the frustrating part. It's a lot of time on hand to try and get ready, but um, yeah, it's been frustrating, but it had to overcome it. Nobody's going to feel bad for me. That's for sure. Yeah, that is, that is for sure. So the Browns are, are not going to the postseason. Again, they were a, they were a, a sexy pick to win the Super Bowl. I tend to think, and Theo and I went back and forth about this yesterday. I think we're in agreement. I, I don't mean back and forth like it was uh, a disagreement. But Baker ba- Baker Mayfield's just, he's not it. I, I, I just, we've seen enough of a sample size. Four seasons, injuries or not. Baker Mayfield's not a guy that's going to lead a team to a Super Bowl. And I also, I don't know what else the Browns can put around him. That's the thing. If there were still question marks about what's around him, then I'd still give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think he's had enough. Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Njoku. We've seen all those guys. Not to mention, pretty good defense. Miles Garrett. Like, I, I don't know what, what more do the Browns need. I've seen enough, and I've seen enough of a roster to know that Baker Mayfield just isn't, isn't that guy. He just doesn't feel like he's capable of doing it, at least in that location. He's not accurate enough. He's not consistent enough. But at least he cuts a mean commercial, right? 
I'm not the only one who's saying this, though. And it's clear what's going to happen. And here's the case the Browns are going to try and make. Is, oh, well, the injuries hampered him. But that means pressure's on the next year. Because they're, they're keeping him out of Week 18 so that he can have surgery immediately and get his body put back together. Because he's Mr. Potato Head right now. He's had his, uh, his, his, his hands ripped off. He's had his legs ripped off. He's lost half his face. So he's going to get all stitched up and he's going to be put back together. And you're going to get a healthy Mr. Potato Baker. Okay? That's the plan. That's at least what mem- some members of the, the Browns organization and what the Baker Mayfield camp is going to say is, oh, well, the injuries hampered him. But he wasn't injured when he was putting up mediocre to bad numbers prior to 2020. Oh, but he was learning then. He was learning. He was learning. It was the learning curve. Okay? I tend to think the Browns would be better off maybe making the decision to part ways from Baker Mayfield. I don't know the chances of that happening, but I think that the Browns are better if they decide to start over at the quarterback position. And I'm going to throw a curveball at you here, uh, Friday Night Lights, but Keyshawn Johnson was... On ESPN 106.3, he always is every morning, 6 to 10 here on ESPN West Palm, uh, where it's Max Kellerman, Jay Will, Keyshawn Johnson, and Keyshawn leaning a little bit towards me in his thoughts on Baker Mayfield. I think you saw the future go bye-bye. You've seen the last of Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns uniform. Now, they've got to figure out with that $19 million fifth-year option, who's willing to take that on? If they're not willing to take it on and have him sit uh, as the number two guy and still pay $19 million, somebody else may take it on and look at it as an opportunity to pick up some draft picks along with that in a trade. But I think you've seen the, the last of him, partly due to injury, not being able to stay healthy, subpar play this year, subpar play at the beginning of last year, Although he's had, you know, different offensive coordinators and head coaches, it's clear to see that he's probably not the quarterback leading you to where you want to go, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I don't agree with everything Keyshawn says. I think I probably disagree more with Keyshawn than I do agree with Keyshawn. But he's right. Because it's not just the eye test. And I know that drives people crazy, the eye test. But there are times that I just look at him and it's so limited. It feels so limited. And again, it's because he's had weapons. He's had things around him. He's had an offensive line. He's had an overwhelming defense. And he's had four years. And it's still, it hasn't improved appreciably. That's the biggest issue. It hasn't improved appreciably. Not his QBR, not his rating, not his completion percentage, not his touchdown passes. One year of, did, did the Browns win more compared to what they were winning with him as quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, 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 they did. But I feel like the Browns have greater aspirations than that, right? Right? Like it's more than just, oh, make the playoffs once every 12 years, right? So if you want to get to that next level, I don't I just I don't think Baker is that that guy. I agree with Keyshawn. Because it's it's not only that he doesn't pass the eye test, but for those of you who love numbers, he doesn't pass the analytic test either. He doesn't pass the stat test either. And it seems like he doesn't pass the locker room test either. I mean, he's never been one to uh, mute himself when it comes to commenting on 
play calls or offensive situations. I don't know if there were enough members of that coaching staff or that locker room that would say, we need Baker Mayfield. I think they're probably best served just moving on. But you can bet the Baker Mayfield camp is going to say, oh, but he's been injured. He's been injured. And that's the tact to get him inked in that fifth-year option. Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 106.3. I am, well, Ken LaVica. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Evan Cohen, you hear him twice daily here on ESPN 106.3. 11.55 in the AM. 5.55 p.m. Double dose of Evan here on ESPN West Palm. And Evan's 11.55 was based on Harbaugh. Evan, like me, is a Jim Harbaugh fan. We're pro-Harbaugh. I would be A-OK with Jim Harbaugh coaching my team if I were an NFL fan and I was looking for a coach. The Dolphins are going to come up. Not only is it going to be a Tua quarterback-centric offseason for the Dolphins, but it appears as if it's going to be a head coaching-centric offseason for the Dolphins as well. Now, is Brian Flores in a hot seat? I don't think so. Do you maybe have some questions about Brian Flores? Yeah. I think you have some questions about Brian Flores. I know I do. I know I do. Whether it's challenging plays, whether it's putting his players in a position to succeed, whether it's his plans on the offensive side of the ball. Hell yeah, let's just throw in nine offensive coordinators. What could go wrong? There won't be any uh, any confusion there. But Abbott also foresees the Dolphins' rumor mill finding its way to Jim Harbaugh and to Brian Flores. And this is Evan's plan for the Dolphins. I'm a big Brian Flores fan, and I don't think that Stephen Ross can get tempted by this. In fact, I almost think that Stephen Ross needs to use this as a way to potentially double down on Brian Flores. As odd as that may sound, I would consider giving him a contract extension. I think that the Dolphins are not going to get a better coach than Brian Flores, and I actually may use the Harbaugh thing, that fact that he may come back to the NFL, because what's going to happen is, sooner rather than later, everybody's going to start asking the Dolphins about whether or not they're going to go for this guy, and it's going to become a thing like the Deshaun Watson did thing was. End it now. That's what I would do. Give Flores an extension and end that conversation about Harbaugh. Now that's interesting as hell. Just shut down the speculation. Just shut down the drama of being involved in a coaching situation if you're Stephen Ross, who's already been through one with Jim Harbaugh and Tony Sperano that got flat out ugly. But listen, when you're the Dolphins and you've won two playoff games since 2000 and, or since you've been to the playoffs twice, I should say, not even win, been to the playoffs twice since 2002. You know what you can't do? You can't show loyalty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brian Flores, he's got a good football mind defensively. But enough already with giving these guys their first head coaching jobs. Adam Gase. Joe Philbin. Brian Flores. This would be a chance to go get a guy who's done it. A guy who's gone to the Super Bowl. A guy who's a Michigan man like Stephen Ross. A guy who Stephen Ross is enamored with. If you're going to throw your reputation on the line going to get a troubled Deshaun Watson and leave your franchise in limbo for months over Deshaun Watson, then you can't be scared to pursue Jim Harbaugh. There's a lot more reward 
to go get Jim Harbaugh than there is to go get Deshaun Watson. And Stephen Ross is selling himself short and the Dolphins fan base short if there's not at least a flirtation with Jim Harbaugh. Should the Dolphins pursue Jim Harbaugh? If Jim Harbaugh is available, should Stephen Ross and the Dolphins marry? Should Stephen Ross openly pursue Harbaugh and say, hey, Brian Flores, it's been real. It's not you, it's me. And go get Jim Harbaugh. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. I mean, the Dolphins are a, a team that nationally, I think, they're fascinating because they've left their quarterback out to dry. They clearly have problems. They can't make the playoffs. Jim Harbaugh, big name. Everybody has a thought on the Dolphins because you love to crush them or you're sad because you love them. Should the Dolphins get rid of Brian Flores and go get Jim Harbaugh? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Do you agree with Evan? Extend Flores, get rid of the drama? Don't go after Jim Harbaugh? Or if you're Stephen Ross, is it, you know what? It's Harbaugh time. I'm finally going to get my guy. Thought I had him a number of years ago. I took some flack for it, but this is my opportunity. I say yes. If Harbaugh is available, Stephen Ross needs to throw his full resources, including a little bit of that Michigan love, Jim Harbaugh's way. It's not because I dislike Brian Flores, but it's because I think that highly of Jim Harbaugh. Business can be dirty. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Should the Dolphins flirt? And go after Jim Harbaugh if he's available. 888-760-3776. We return to calls when we come back. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.